where the weakest ones can change the faith of their nation. Only one man can restore balance to his nation. He stands alone as the final hope of his people. Come to the decision to resign as president of the republic with immediate effect. You go to YouTube, you subscribe to all of the fitness channels. You go to your Instagram, you follow all of the fitness models. You are motivated. You are going to the damn gym. You're going to get in shape. That's what you're going to do. The people you're following on YouTube have been working out for a minimum of five years to look like that. So you have the incorrect understanding that after a month of working out, you're going to look like them. So what happens in the first month? You're excited. You go to gym every single month. Are you concerned that you may be, in the end, locked up following all these allegations, going to prison for corruption? Does that, is, does that cross your mind? It just crossed my mind now. It's the first time it crossed. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw it crossing my mind, but it's gone. <laughs> no. It doesn't cross. Why should it? Why, well, it just crossed now since you mentioned it now. I actually saw it crossing and it's, it's gone. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. If you take a group of people with the right equity incentives and organize them in a startup, you can unlock human potential in a way never before possible. You get them to achieve unbelievable things. But if the startup organization is so great, why do so many fail? That's what I wanted to find out. I wanted to find out what actually matters most for startup success. And I wanted to try to be systematic about it, avoid some of my instincts and maybe misperceptions I have from so many companies I've seen over the years. But he overvaluates companies and forces, VCs have a business model. It's called raise a fund, try to make a bet on 10, 20, 30 companies and push all of them very hard because if one can actually get through, it will pay for all the others but it doesn't care about Welcome to the Mpendula Busane Show. You can just have a chat, sir. We're good. Okay, in terms of trading, I know, I know um, a, lot of, a lot of people when they hear the, the word trading, the first thing that comes onto their minds is Forex trading. So just yeah. to explain trading, can you please just explain trading for us? So trading is typically a it's very short term and short sighted, quick turnaround time. It's a very risky uh, path that you go on. Um, me as a tax professional, um, I do sort of just go straight to the whole SARS reference of it. It really tells you less than three years, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's all already actually quite long. Trading typically happens in a very short. It can happen within people trade um, day like charts and there's weekly charts and there's various forms of trading like as you said there's forex there's like i know there's future contracts and commodities where you i mean you can trade maize and gold and silver and all that stuff yeah. so um, then also you can go over to shares um, the biggest one i think for 2020 um, if people read the news a little bit they would have seen them um, sassel um it yeah. took a huge dive um in the beginning of the year it was i think chilling at about 35 rand 
from about 300 rand, right? Yeah. And um, a lot of people thought they were the they were really good at what they do, and they they bought at that low point, and it went up all the way back to like 150 and 200 rand. And yeah, those some people, I was like, uh, heard... is it? Is it? So you yeah. you, you tell <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. it, it, it's risky, right? You, you yeah. were stressing. You weren't sure um, the next day what was going to happen because, I mean, you know, there's a lot of factors you need to consider. And I said just one company that you had a little bit of info maybe on, um, you know, that that had to that you had to use to make your decisions. So um, it's it's a very short-term game um, trading and it's very risky inherently then as well. It can go wrong and it can go wrong very badly, especially if you get into I know there's like a shorting sort of thing, so you can basically lend money as well that's not yours um, on a bet mm-hmm. you're willing to make. And if that does go wrong, um, you could be in a pretty difficult place. So uh, also then just to note, I mean, we, we do know as many other jobs out there, um, trading is also a, a profession and a job that people get paid eight hours in the office to sit and do it, right? So yeah. um, if you're trying to do it part-time, all I'm saying is you're not going to try and run with Usain Bolt at the Olympics, right? So, I mean, we can all run, yeah. but uh, it takes a lot of time and effort to get to that level and to get paid to do it, you know, and those people even um, find it difficult sometimes. And uh, so, yeah, that's basically trading is a, is a, is a risky path to, to take, but it, it does have its rewards. At the end of so, so, so basically the little points that I've drawn out of this um, since you have been speaking um, is that well, this is like ideas that I have already. So, does trading entail gambling? Because this is 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 it? Because is it, is it, I I like to think about it as gambling, but more of a calculated gamble. Am I wrong? I would I would agree with that. Um, it's it's sort of it, it is a gamble, but you do have a little bit of more information. I would say right. Um, yeah. Which you then just have to purely purely go and put some thought to. The, the thing about trading as well, it, it, it usually people um, actually have to be very unemotional, right? Yeah. So we get hyped up in all this emotion and the news and everything. And yeah. that always can affect the outcome as well. So I, w- I would say it is a gamble um, because purely because of the information you've got. As I said, there's people that have studied and that do this every day and people that are that have been in the market for like years and years and they still they couldn't predict COVID. They couldn't predict what would have happened to Netflix or Zoom in America. I mean, the prices shot up um, ridiculously. And, um, you know, it's like there's things you really just can't control. So it is, an, it is a gamble, um, yeah. but you do have more of information than you have at Blackjack. Blackjack's sort of set and standard, and, you know, there's a house win sort of thing. And, um, but yeah, so I, I would agree with you, it's basically a gamble. Okay, since you say that um, trading, there's people that have gone to school and obviously studied this sort of like trading and that have office jobs from a nine to five, I'll put it. Um, there's been a spike of traders, I think it's been the past three to four years, in the past three to four years, there's been a spike of Instagram traders. Well, what's, what's your take on them? Because there's some people that just came out of school and they've just master the concepts do you think it's legitimate can people trust them um is their trade is their way of trading legitimate as in forex trading because usually they they deal with forex traders I, I don't know if you've heard of the the term forex traders you know um the guys who buy I've, I've heard of it, yeah. yeah who buy hot hatchbacks and brand them and yeah and they basically they host classes what's your take on those people are they legitimate do you think they're legitimate 
um, do they trade? Do they really make money off trading? Because a lot of people have got a, a preconceived idea of that they've already they're making their money through the classes. So, what's your take on that type of trading? Because obviously, you get people that trade for the bank and people who trade for big private companies. So, what's your take on those Instagram traders? Our output at Instagram traders. So, I mean, to me, a simple thing is right. If it was easy, everybody would do it. True, yeah. 100%. Um, so Instagram, I mean, you've seen that even the, the girls on Instagram that show like, you know, how angles and stuff can portray bodies and stuff, right? So you would take that concept and go to trading as well and say, those guys can easily edit pictures and I mean, post the, the pictures and the videos and everything. Um, the thing is, look, you can't say it's, it's not real to an extent because it's very possible that they can be um, mm -hmm. good at what they do. They, they figured out a good formula okay um the thing is uh, the 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 concept of forex trading and a lot of these recent um scams that have come along the whatsapp stock style groups the yeah. the forex signals and all those stuff um the financial services conduct authority right so the fsca they need licenses and stuff to be able to provide financial services a lot of people can always argue not providing a service or advice or something right they're just trying to sell a product like there's a little loophole in the like wording of the legislation and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it is if you are so legit and if it is really that easy why are it why then it more of those people out there right so mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't make sense logically to me firstly and so i the, the, it's you can take it back to gambling and lotto right there's yeah. a very small chance that one in a very big million pool of people will be able to make it so you do see those guys on, on on instagram i have seen them they've got all the cars and stuff um i always do wonder though like being a tax professional if they do pay all the taxes because i, I doubt <laughs> they do. so i mean you know it's very easy actually also come up their back and um, tell them to to show their bank accounts and then and the question is if they do look i mean that's always the thing with me and, and, and tax as well as if you do pay tax you're making money right so okay. if you're flaunting not paying tax or, or, or like you're just living the high life and you don't mention that somewhere also do wonder because um the only way you're making a lot of money is if you're paying tax to like to be honest sure. right without doing it legally and stuff so um i i i can't say that they're not legitimate um, I just have my doubts and I wouldn't follow it because I know, um, again, there's, there's people that get paid to do this. So I'm not going to try and listen to someone that's just out of high school. That's just going to tell me how to like manage my money and make me more. And like, it's really unrealistic stuff most of the time. And I think we've all read the stories of people that have lost money. So I mean, rather honestly place 50 Rand in the lotto draw and just see what happens. <laughs> I think my chances are better. But, but that's the thing, it's like there's these guys come out of high school and they, okay, let, let, let's say they don't come, let's say, okay, let's say they come out of high school, two years out of high school, three years out of high school, depending on the person's situation. Cool, they go to these Forex classes, they pay their 3,000 Rand or whatever they pay, four or five, whatever the case may be, um, what, yeah. they, what they Forex mentor, I'll put it like that. And those people teach them how to trade and then now, They've mastered the trade, you know, and now they are making money and now they're flaunting it. I, I, and, but the thing is, what we don't know is that are they making it through the classes or are they making it through trading? 
Now, I think that's where there's a big misconception because the money that they flaunt, um, they say it's from Forex, but is it really from Forex or is it really from the, or is it from the classes? So I think with that, it's a bit shaky. But in terms of investments, um, what types of investments can young people go into? And I know in your CV, you mentioned that um, your dad gave you a boost, I think it was 5,000 Rand, and you went <laughs> to the bank, <laughs> you went to the bank and put it in a savings, uh, a savings account, and you somehow lost it. <laughs> can you please explain well, this? So, yeah, so I was very privileged. I mean, dad was like, okay, cool, you're, you need to learn how to work with money, right? So I was like, okay, cool, um, let's see what we can do. And he's like, yeah, here's something, the 5,000 that I got to. He's like, yeah, now this is yours and I mean, it needs to grow, right? It needs to become more. You need to make it work for you, right? Money needs to make more money. That's literally just, it's quite easy. It's a simple recipe as well. So I did uh, I bank with F&B and uh, there's a share saver account, right? So that you can actually invest directly into shares, right? And um, I was, yes, he did. I, I, I did not know at all enough about stocks and shares and um equity and how the jse and everything works I've, I've got a very keen interest for it and um all throughout high school i mean i had accounting um and everything which i, I really there is where it all started and basically i went and i was like cool man the weirdest method i've ever thought of i don't know why i, I just went on the jse i looked at share prices under like five rand right um filtered yeah. that and i was like okay, cool let me buy let me buy a few shares and i bought like five shares i think they were still the value group and um you know trying to uh, realize that the companies that i've seen right so most people will see their value trucks uh, that's a logistics company yeah. that, like travel country and stuff right and com air that's uh the, the flights that we all fly on right so yeah, the british airways kalula and all those guys yeah yeah those guys sounds like cool it makes i'm buying something that i know um i didn't look into the financials or how much debt they've got or PE ratios and all that. I was just like, man, these, these guys are good, right? I mean, I, I had a gut feel. And um, and, I, and I went, I invested it. Uh, and and thing is, I'd never read the T's and C's of the, the share saver account at FNB. So yeah. for every trade I made, uh, it, it, the minimum cost is 70 Rand, right? Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, you had your brokerage and your um, other fees involved um, backed with it as well. Um, and then basically at the end of the day, what happened was the day after I made all those trades, right? So I bought my five shares, let's call it a thousand each. I was 3,000 Rand was the value of my portfolio, right? So I really lost 2,000 Rand just like that. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe it was day in the market, right? I mean, I was like, cool. Another thing that I didn't see is that the account that I used has a monthly fee of another like 150 Rand, right? Oh so goodness. every month, 150 Rand will be taken from my account, right? So I had to now supplement that to to see if my investments would make more than that each month because I mean I'm already two thousand rand down and um, man it, it was I was like thinking that's going to go fine I was really hoping and um, after about three months I just realized and and that's when I started listening to a lot of podcasts and reading online a lot of blogs um, that have come up and. Uh, I just realized it's not working. I need to change my strategy. And I, and I decided to, to quit that and just start reading up and educating myself first before using someone's money again. 
Yeah. And uh, what happened was, if in told me I couldn't sell my shares because the, the amount of shares I'd bought and the, the amount it would cost at 70 Rand per share to even trade it, right? Oh, my was Lost. So they told me I can only donate it or I can just leave it and pay that 150 a month every day and hope it goes up, right? Okay, <laughs> so guys, the donation forms. So I donated 3,000 Rand to the Chalk Foundation, right? So I lost everything. I mean, it was yeah. all about uh, the papers. And I had to go back to my dad and I was like, uh, sorry, dad, I, I, I lost the money. I didn't make more money. Mm. And he's like, I'm, did you not, did you not read? Did you not you know, educate yourself first or nothing? I was like, no, I thought I did, but uh, <laughs> clearly I didn't. And um, so, so, so that's the thing. There is ways, um, I think just to bring it in context in our parents days, or at least my, my, my parents days, uh, the, the financial services industry was not very public and the information and knowledge yeah. of it was the, yeah. the, the few that actually worked in that industry, right? Yeah. That's why we did financial advisors and um, they and they had very ridiculous terminology of how products would make money and the fees they charged were very high as well. So in those days, you did not dare try to do your own sort of shape yeah. to someone. You told them, listen, I want this company. Do you think it's a good company? What do you think? You know, you always had that opinion sort of thing. Yeah. And um, what recently came across uh, in South Africa, at least it was in the year 2000, Satrix came along. Um, so they basically just uh, uh, index, right? So they just yeah. follow indexes. It's a top 40. That's the JSE's literally top 40 companies by market cap. Um, and you get various other ones. Um, you get like the, the Findi, which is then just the financials, the industrials. All those type of ones and they said right so we're going to make it pretty cheap and pretty easy so you can buy this product it was called the satrix 40 it's currently the cheapest uh, uh, financial etf on the market right now i'll explain how the etf is at least and um it just follows whatever the top 40 does right so it does it all for you yeah. okay it's, it's it's just formula and um rules-based methodology basically yeah. so etf is uh, exchange traded fund and um just not an eft like you do with payments right so etf so they, they swap around um and as i say there is i think actually satrix launched today if i can actually tell you let me just look satrix launched today two new ones which makes it 78 etfs on the on the jc today right yeah so there are six different etfs you can buy right now and it all depends on your risk and what you're looking for and stuff. So the top 40, as I said, that follows the top 40 companies. So when Steinoff happened, right, way back mm -hmm. when, there was 17, it was part of the top 40. And you had a nice portfolio of 40 different companies and they all did different things, but I mean, they were making money and they're the 40 best in South Africa. At least. And then when Steinoff happened, it was a week or so after that, that it automatically fell out of the index because mm. it didn't meet requirements for the for the rule anymore, right? The rule said your market cap. So their market cap was little, so they go they go out and someone new comes in. Right. So that's how easy it is. And I didn't do anything. I mean so so I've, I've bought the Satrix Top 40 for instance and honestly that's it's something that's very easy to understand after you've read of it and gone through the stuff. So it's 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 something our parents didn't have back in the day and it was never something you could do on your own. So what's happened now is people like Satrix have come along and um 
they've become now a broker and same as uh, Easy Equities, which is a new company that started. I yeah, I've, I've got I've got an Easy, easy Equities account. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Which makes it which makes it like more consumer friendly, you know, because you remember, exactly. and it makes it easy. Yeah, it makes they it easy for consumers. So, so like now you don't have to walk into a bank or any financial institution mm. for that point, for, for that matter, and speak exactly. about um, investing. All you have to do is just download Easy Equities, um, and then you're in, and then you just make a trade. Whatever you do, every I guess our Fortune 500 companies are there. Our by local, yes, our 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 guys are there as well. So, in terms in, in, in terms of, of of investments. I know um, there are government bonds, there are unit trusts. Unit trusts are more, are more. Um, what's the what's the word? Are safer, and there are your commodities or no, not the commodities. Your what's it called? Your stocks. So, in t- in, in terms of those three that I've mentioned, which one do you think is the safest? Excluding unit trusts, because obviously, unit trusts are. Well, they're already which, safe. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's already you're trying to diversify your risk, right? That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right on that point. So you said uh, what's it? Um, the bonds and unit trust and what you Your government bonds, your unit trusts, and your stocks. Oh, uh, just normal, normal shares. Yeah. So look, yeah. bonds is again that's like the whole risk appetite. Um, so a typical financial financial advisor would tell you the same thing, right? So that's an income generating sort of asset, right? So um, government bonds at the moment in the last couple of years have generated very, very good returns in, in terms of, uh, you know, comparing it to the equity market, um, which is actually very scary. The SA's government bonds have given good returns. I think at a stage it was about 11% on the five-year one, right? So the um, thing is, it's, it's a very low risk investment, okay? The, the, the fact is that there's almost no way that the government can't honor its payment back to you. And why is that? Because the government owned the, the printing press of the money, right? So yeah. they physically print more money and they can pay you back. So the chances of a government defaulting on its own debt is very, very, very like low. Like it, it's, it's one of the best in, like investments, but then it goes to the old people, right? In retirement age, that's when you focus on that sort of asset because it's just different asset classes that we actually look at over your your whole journey, your investment journey, right? So while you're young and stuff, you've got a lot of time before you retire. So you're looking at something more risky and, and a government bond is really not um, as risky as you would like, right? Because it's going to give you a very boring and fixed return, right? So it's not really going to excite you and like go up to 30, 20% that uh, some of the equities might give you. So then we go over to equities, equities and shares. Um, I think in the, in, the, in the US, they call them uh, stocks, right? So there's various names actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, call it shares, equities, whatever. Uh, that is directly investing into the one asset, right? So um, it, it's linked then to whatever company you invested in. Mm. So that by default makes it very risky. And I'll, I'll bring you again the, the Steinhoff uh, <clears throat> example. You know, everyone, there was there was talks of some people saying that there's something not nice in the books and they couldn't understand it, so they kept the exposure. There's people that said, I mean, Steinhoff's just too big to fail, you know, like it's so big yeah. and it's wonderful. Yeah. And, um, it made sense to put your your hard-earned money, right, straight into that company. Now, the, the thing is with that is your risk is then very uh, skewed towards one company. So you need to then, 
if you're gonna go equities, you need like do a basket of your own one, right? Again, yeah. that's getting more risky, and that's where you want to bring in a financial advisor maybe to start off with because you don't want to really be putting. That's exactly what I basically tried and didn't fail miserably, right? So um, that, that's why, as you've said, the unit trust is, is at least a collective of shares that it does towards your risk appetite, right? So, but yeah, so basically on the spectrum, the equities directly into that company. If you do not know what's going on with the company, if you don't understand their business or how they generate profit or how much debt they have, you're in for a wild ride. If you, you know, if you wake up one morning and something's been released on the, the JSE and there's fraud or there's, mm -hmm. I don't know why it's right. Um, yeah. So it's a very risky way to, to make money and to lose money. I mean, that's just, that's just the ins and out of it. And then on the other spectrum, the least risky, I would say almost isn't, as you say, the government bonds. It's, it's an almost different return. You will get your money. The chances are very unlikely that the government will default on its own money to pay you back and what you've given it. So, yeah, I mean, I think, as you say, in the in-between on, on a balanced sort of face and how to manage and be okay and go to bed at night and feel you're like you're in a good place is then to do the unit trust or the ETFs at least where you spread across various shares in different uh, sectors of the economy they earn their profits from overseas, locally, mm -hmm. um, you know, technology or commodities, um, you know, all that sort of stuff you can actually go into. Um, but there are the options available. So it, it, I must say, in our young age, you're looking for high risk. So I wouldn't say I'm a financial advisor now or advising anyone. Yeah. But I mean, go read up, right? And you'll, you'll see the trend is at our age, we've got 40 years to retirement. So you can easily go for the most risky thing at the moment, and that is equity but yeah. of course spreading the equity right into different sort of companies you don't want to portfolios yeah into five just five companies because then i mean i, I really hope all the best for you know you got to make the decision <laughs> you got to keep to it and not really chop and change you're trying to you're trying to build wealth over over this period right so that, that's what we're trying to do with investing at least so that's uh that's basically what, what's going on there yeah what do they say? High risk, high reward. <laughs> so, in That's terms true. of, in, since um, I don't know if you watched um, the president speak yesterday, but he did um, say that um, government has, is running out of money, and I find I find that very hard to wrap my head around. Um, but since his statement yesterday, would you say that government bonds are a way to invest? right now since he's made that, that statement look um to be honest it's as i say there's you must understand the in the financial side where who is almost the way he's a very nice guy actually well just based on twitter so very social. <laughs> he, he deals with this various aspects right so the government may be running out of money for certain things okay but they how can i say their debt and order book is is one part of that mm. so we we have certain obligations as a country we still have to meet and the government has to sort of pay right yeah. um in uh almost like a company right you you you've got your normal debt your, your salaries and stuff but then you want some money for expansion and growing and you know to going into different things and th there's where our budget is really drying up um i, I do know we did recently get a, a bailout and stuff um Although it comes with the strings attached and stuff, but I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be worried in terms of government bonds. To be honest, it's, it's still going to give you. The point is, foreigners are still buying 
uh, our bonds. Okay, so that's still there. So if they they buying our bonds, they're not really worried about it. But again, there's a difference between buying government bonds in SA than buying in SA companies and stuff, right? So it, it does differ in those senses. Um, but to me personally, look, I don't invest in government bonds at the moment because it's just not it's just not very exciting and it's very low risk for me and the return is not what I would like it to be, right? So it's a, it's a bit, although the, the current 10% on a five year is, um, is, is very good um, given yeah. the current um, I'm hoping to bite the bullets and get a bit more with my exposure. So, but like I said, I wouldn't be worried about um, government bonds in that in that sense. So it is definitely still an investment you could look at. But again, that's just purely generating some income. That is typically what people in retirement start moving into once their equity has now done its job over the you know past forty years, and yeah. uh, they need to start to low risk because they have enough. So now they just need to generate a constant income sort of thing, right? So then they start moving into that. So. But Aaron, here's, here's my thing. So I hear a lot of people, and for me, I don't know, it just doesn't sit well with me. But I hear a lot of people say that once they get a huge, like a large sum of money, right? They say, okay, cool. Um, they're going to do this, do that, buy a house, buy a car, buy this, buy that. And now they say, and then I'm going to take a portion and I'm going to save it. And personally for me, I don't think saving is the best thing to do. Correct me if I'm wrong, but saving, you just check your money into a bank account and you, let's say you put it in a fixed in a fixed account. So now it's, it's going to grow by a certain percentage every year, depending on plan you, you choose. Don't yeah. you think investing your money in these... Um, different types of investments is better than just chucking away into a bank account. No, definitely. So look again, that all happened. It all really comes down to what the person's uh, current situation is at, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think to get the terms split really saving and investing are two different things, right? So saving is to be consumed money in a very short period of time. You save for a holiday. You save for your cost service, okay? You save for a Christmas present. It's basically stuff you can use in the year. So like you're going to use the money, but just not now. It's just around the corner, it's 12 months away, six months away, but you save for that. So you're you're trying to put it in something that's not going to make it less than what you put in, right? So don't go to equity then, but something stable like a money market or just a savings account and uh, you, you chuck it in there and you're going to use it, like I say, within the next 10 months or so. I mean, but that, that's your purpose and that, that's what saving is, right? So I think with the whole global pandemic and COVID, um, the thing that came up a lot was the fact that people in South Africa notoriously is not known for saving. Okay, So we have a lot of debt in the country. And yeah. what highlighted was the, the whole rule of three months uh, um, emergency fund, or at least a three month emergency fund, right? So. Typically, what, what I mean, with, with large sum of money, you want to get rid of debt rather, right? Because mm -hmm. believe it or not, um, debt uh, debt is actually a way of say, I mean, um, investing, right? If you think about it, it's a tax-free return that you get, okay? And why I say that is because, for instance, my credit card, right, is I think at 17%, right? So that's 17% that I pay on any outstanding debt on that credit card. 
okay? okay? So if I get rid of my debt quicker, right? I'm saving 50, I mean 17%, right? So okay. that's what I'm winning. So it's actually by getting rid of your debt quicker, right? Then you are investing in your future because you will have enough money then sooner or later, or hopefully sooner, that you can use that same amount of money that you're putting towards debt to actually start investing into something like equity or um, you know, unit trust or ETFs or your retirement annuity, whatever it may be. So um, I, I agree with you that, that people really need to consider when they get a large sum of money and they really look at what their, what their uh, circumstances are. And as I say, the thing firstly is, I mean, you want to get rid of your debt and uh, you really want to have that three month emergency but if COVID 2020 comes, whoever knows, um, you can lose your job, but you'll be fine because for three months you've got enough to cover expenses, right? So we all want to just go sleep uh, peacefully at night. And I mean, that, that's one of the stuff. You, you know your debt's under control. You know your emergency fund is under control. Then you can start looking at investing. And uh, as I say, you do want to save for your holiday, right? So there's various topics you want to you want to look at. I mean, I, I do have a monthly um, a scheduled transfer right from F and B to Time Bank that is called my holiday, like saving. Right, that's yeah. it, out of my account, but I will be using that in December. I don't know on yeah. what. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I can. But you're gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna use it. It's a short-term thing. I've saved for my holiday. I've also saved for my car service that happened recently. So it's um that, that there's just a differentiation between saving and investing and saving as i say is short term again and you're using it for something specific investing is really generating long-term wealth and you're trying to really look beyond the five-year picture sort of thing but every little helps and um i think that's where the, i'd just like to mention is um, compounding and time okay it is honestly the, the the best thing that we've got available to us as youngsters and um I mean, I've spoken to my dad about it. If he, he like my dad and I've had very constructive uh, discussions around finances over the past few years, especially after losing his money. And um, <laughs> you know, and the articles I've I've told him about. It. I've taken him to uh, money web conferences at the JSE, and you know, we really like it. it's broadened our relationship as well to understand uh, the whole world a bit better of, of finances and money. And I mean, if he, he told me like if he knew what he knows now. I mean, he would have done his life a whole lot differently when he was my age. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he only started investing when he was like I think 35 or so. Right. Mm. So I mean, that's that's super late. That's a and, bit um, Yeah. And I'm I'm already like I mean, as soon as I, I got out of high school, of course, he did give me the boost. But I mean, point is, I've already started. So I'm already 15 years basically on him ahead. That I'm, yeah. that I'm ahead. Yeah. So as long as I still keep make sure that that a monthly um, transfer or debit order goes off to an investment account that's going for the long term. I mean, honestly, I, I can't complain because um, the, the numbers have said honestly that equity over that that sort of time frame of 20, 30, 40 years will really give you a very good return. So, I mean, I, I can't tell you now, but my, I'm really I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I don't know, age, but it's going to be there purely because of me just putting a little bit of money away each month. And that's going to make the biggest difference for me. Yeah. Now, just to close it off, um, there's something that really captured my, not my imagination, but that captured me um, in your CV. 
and it is this term called FIRE. Um, I understand that it's, the, it's, it's called the financially independent retire early. Uh, yes. I, I, I don't know what that entails. Can you just quickly just tell me what that, tell us what that is. Okay, so yeah, so financially independent, um, basically you're not working for salary anymore. What the concept is, is that your assets that you've accumulated generates enough income for you to live off on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. That's your, and then by, by doing that, you retire early from work. Okay, so some people say you can do it in a two-part. Um, I mean, there, I know there's a lot of people that won't retire ever, but um, the the concept is that you want to build up enough assets. Assets, um, I mean, we're talking people who have investment property that they rent out. People have yeah. large portfolios, share portfolio, unit trusts, um, all those things that a financial advisor typically helps you with. But I mean, as I say, you can do your own research on how to start the journey. Um, and uh, so together with that rule is that you need to get a fire number. Okay. Now the fire number typically is the rule of uh, 300 or 4% rule, which we break down to say, so you take your monthly expenses, for instance, yeah. okay. What you would live off of. Okay. So you need to think now oh, that's not retirement. So you won't be paying off a house at that time. Hopefully you shouldn't be, um, you want to really have the car that you, you would like. Um, but you want to go on holiday, you want to eat out, you want to, you know, do whatever. So you, you, you get to that number, right? Yeah. Um, so if, if you take whatever that may be, um, let's say, what's it, 20,000 rand a month, okay? Mm -hmm. you, you times that by three, 300 is your monthly expenses, or you annualize it and then you can times it, uh, you make that the 4% of the total value, you'll get to about 6 million, okay? Now, how the, the rule works is that, if you have six million and you only draw down four percent each year, but it is but the six million is still invested in a in a decent portfolio, right? Yeah. You should run out of money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's like your real your safe harbor. Okay. So that's where you if you've got six million in in your portfolio right now, you can draw four percent, which is then twenty thousand rand a month, um, and you should basically never run out of money. That yeah. like that's the general rule. Um, of course, there, there's other things to consider. There's tax and there's inflation may go over hair wire and stuff. But I mean, um, the, the point is you're trying to get a number and say, okay, cool. So I can then retire completely if I'm comfortable with living on 20,000 rand a month. So as soon as I get to 6 million, I can stop working. Because then if my portfolio is that, about that much, I'm, I've got fired. I've, I've been fired from my job because I chose to and I cannot do what I want. So that's, it's, it's, a, it's a very nice uh, term that I think it started, started in the US um, and I know it came over, I don't know, I think about also five years ago or so. Um, lots of blogs, lots of podcasts that you can listen. And it, there's all these money hacks and, and uh, ideas on how to structure your, your journey right, to getting to that number and to getting to that age. Um, there's a guy I, I follow, his name is Stealthy Wealth. Um, He's got a very awesome blog if you guys are trying to check it out. I mean, he, he's trying to fire at 45. I think he's about 10 years away or so. But mm -hmm. I mean, he writes on his whole journey. He just got it at the beginning when I started reading. I mean, I've, I've read his whole journey. It's like the best story ever. He, he took us through how he moved from Santon to Centurion. He, 
got rid of one car because then they were close to one of the work between him and the wife, right? Um, yeah. He got a son. Now he's got a second son and he's got investment property and he puts money away and all that stuff, right? He's already started investing for his son. So that by the time that his son is 18, he will basically have more than enough for his son to really like just do what he wants to. So this guy is very keen on the expenses because that's what you want to try and get under control. Yeah. You really need to sit down and see, are you happy with, I don't know, spending all the money on DSTV, having the gym contract, um, driving the fancy car. I mean, like I said, this guy sold one of his cars uh, because all that money is now getting paid into the new house and some investments and everything because he really doesn't need it right now. So he's, yeah. he's doing a little bit of sacrifice at this age where he's in the roundabout now um, for the long-term gain. And um, that's what the idea is, is about. It's a, it's a very difficult balance, I must say. I've, I've seen it in my own personal life as well. Um, you want to go out to the mates, you want to have a good time. And you're like, oh, I mean, just, I mean, you just wait another two or three weeks and you get your paycheck and then it can cover that, right? So, but I mean, the, I promise you that the smallest amount of money, talking hundreds and 50 rands and 200 rands, whatever it may be, will really go a very long way if you're disciplined to to keep it into into the into your fire pool, can I say, is your, is your, your investment strategy then that you're putting that money into, right? To reach your, your fire number to an extent. So, it's a it's a concept that if the young people get it right, um, we could easily see people retiring at 45 because they've just lived smartly and frugally during the young years, looked at expenses, haven't gone all Instagram ballistic and <laughs> look at the cars and the house <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. And um, just been like, okay, cool. Let me focus on me. Let me focus on my on my on my retirement and my my old age a bit. And be like, hey, cool. There's basically, I mean, imagine at the age of 45, having a family, all your debts paid, you're, you know, like you have enough money. So if you want to get a job, you can. It's not going to stop yeah. you. Yeah. You're in a place where basically debt's not behind your back, you know, like there's no callers from like Woolworths or whatever saying you're earning money or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you, you can go on holidays. So it's, it's honestly all just sitting down, looking at a piece of paper, um, jotting down the numbers, thinking what you're, but um, you know, getting to that number is quite a journey. And I think the thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I just started working the second year now. So I mean, salary is really going to increase and stuff that uh, that I'm hoping for. And again, that's also the, the one thing I'd like to mention is that, you know, education is, is one of the best return on investment you can have. Because mm. if you take a, the amount of money you're going to earn until you're 50 or whatever, due to the money you spent on that degree, it is really going to be ridiculous. You won't even be able to compare it. So um, do invest in education. Um, it, it is, in a way, a form of good debt that you can take on if you really need to, you know, if, um, if you can't get it funded anywhere else. Yeah. But I mean, education will really give you a, a salary that will beat any return on investments of any equity um, yeah. because put in to get the education the qualification what you get out over a couple of years will be a lot better um, you know so so yeah. that's something that also consider because as he sees as well he's already put that away for his son for instance the stealthy wealth guy and um that so it's all just sitting down looking at the numbers calculating a bit here and there and um then you can really you can get fired eh? and, uh, <laughs> yeah. fired. at a very early age as well 
yeah at a very early age and i think that's the that's the goal that um, a lot of a lot of our generation wants to reach and a, a, a lot of people speak about retiring early but they don't know how they're going to execute it so thank you for sharing the fire with us and um last but not least thank you for joining the show um i really do wish you all the best um as your junior tax consultant hopefully when i start working you'll be a senior tax consultant <laughs> and um yeah um would you like to mention your socials if you're on social media um oh yeah i guess it's just uh, instagram is e e or don if you want to follow that so. I don't repost any content and stuff at the but I mean <laughs> oh, it's it's more of a person to get in touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you want to get in touch, chat about stuff, I really don't mind. It's not like a honest honestly the, the one thing is um going back, I think also just to the parents' days, financial education, what it wasn't really spoken of, right? So yeah, yeah, around dinner table, you don't speak about it. Dad does the finances. That's changed, guys. And uh, yeah. we can share experiences, we can share um, our what we've noticed um, so I mean if you want to chat about that stuff you, you can message me don't mind I, I'm really just there trying to spread the, the good news and say listen we, we can do it we can achieve fire and um, I mean there's a lot of things to look out over there's little money hacks we can all share with each other right so yeah. let's talk about it let's learn from each other and um, you'll, you'll be very happy in a couple of years I can tell you that yeah thank you so much Dennis. I really appreciate it well, thank you, man. Really appreciate the time on the show as well. Cool. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh...